Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. I am Jennifer. And I'm Corey. And today we are going to talk about customer service trends in 2021. So as we're coming off, or hopefully knock on wood, we're on the back end of the COVID pandemic. We're really looking at what some of the customer service trends are for this year and how things have changed with everybody working from home and how expectations have changed. In fact, Corey, you and I were just talking about it recently that we've really noticed an uptick in medical practices looking to kind of step it up as it relates to their digital presence. And we think that this really relates to customer service as well is because when everybody has been stuck at home, they are quicker to go online, quicker to complain, quicker to deal with things that maybe we didn't have two or three hours in the past to sit on the phone and deal with a customer service issue that maybe we wouldn't have tackled. But because everybody's been at home, you're tackling more, you're doing more research online, our expectations are higher than they have ever been before. Yeah, I think, I mean, you're absolutely right. And as people become a little bit more savvy and a little bit more educated, maybe it's partly because this lockdown kind of promotes like a higher level of wanting digital customer service because you're at home, you're not going to these places. I think that that's part of it. And then if you look at this through the lens of just sort of the world at large, like outside of healthcare and medical practices, everybody wants to communicate digitally. It's preferred. You don't want to be on the phone anymore. You don't want to have to sit there and wait on hold or what have you. So if you can reach out on Twitter and talk to a brand, that's commonplace now. So as people become more familiar with that idea, then they're going to expect the same thing from medical practices. And that's just sort of the way that the world is going right now. And so we feel that from a marketing side and from an employee engagement side, because this is a new way to deal with patients that have issues. And then there's the added complication of PHI and what have you, but it's something that we talk about, I feel like almost daily, especially as online reviews become more and more prominent. Yeah, totally. And there was a research study done and we can link to it in this episode show notes, but it's on Statista, which I think is statistics just said in a kind of a fun way. But it was interesting because they looked at the communication channels that customers actually prefer related to customer service. And I know that you say, and we see it every single day where people want to communicate less on the telephone, but still the telephone is the number one way that people are seeking to resolve their customer service issues and to the fact of 61%. The digital side has taken such a big chunk out of that is kind of the point making there that yeah, because people still want, you want something resolved quickly, you're going to hop on the phone. But now people, like I said, they're becoming more and more familiar with this digital side so that phone slice of the pie is getting smaller and smaller. Yeah, I think you're absolutely correct. And I think that we see it all the time because 
because attention spans have changed so much that it's not just about like, do you have a good strategy in-house? Do you have a good strategy on the phone? Are you answering like inquiries that are coming on social media? You see it where people are jumping from one thing to the next. So you really have to have an omni-channel approach where you're delivering the exact same message and you have the same kind of customer service standards, whether it's on the phone, whether it's on your website, whether it's an online chat, whether it's responding to social media messages or reputation stuff. And you really have to have a strategy that encompasses all of these areas now. And we talk about this all the time, but I think you have to take that big approach to make sure that all of your digital assets are aligned properly to deliver the best customer service. Yeah. And that's where it gets real tricky because like you mentioned with the omni-channel idea there, like you want it to be as seamless as possible throughout all of these different places. And your patients kind of expect that, but that is definitely easier said than done. In that same Statista study, one of the stats that came out of that was 56% of customers have higher expectations, customer service standards as compared to the previous year. So in other words, people expect more and they are going to expect it faster. So as they're transitioning away from the phone, because everybody knows how phone customer service works. You call, you're going to sit on hold for a while. If you're lucky, they'll have one of those services where they'll say, hey, we'll call you back. And then you can go about your day and get a phone call. But as people transition to digital, they're going to direct message you on Twitter and they expect you to respond like immediately. And so a part of it is education, not only for the staff, like I was kind of alluding to earlier, but also for the patients. So they know what to expect because you're trying to wrangle all of these hats and control all of these different mediums. And each one has its own unique set of benefits and challenges for your team and for your patients. It's funny that you mentioned the on hold, like when you're on the phone and it's on hold and you hope that they have the service that'll call you back. There was actually during the pandemic, just a couple months ago, what we're recording this in March, 2021, but just a couple months ago, there was a full feature on CBS Good Morning on CBS Sunday Morning, which one of my favorite shows when you're stuck at home. And it's talking about the rise. <laughs> it was talking about the rise in the job opportunities and career path for musicians who make on hold music. Because it's required that you have longer on hold music because customer service has like the industry as a whole has like had such an increase in usage over the last 12 months. And just this big rise and they need people that can create original scores that people that are sitting on the phone can listen to. Yeah, that's a great Crazy. point. Crazy. <laughs> I don't remember who I called, but I remember I was on hold recently and the music was so good that I actually, I was in a room with someone else. And I had to put them on speaker and say, listen to how good this on hold music is. Nice, Corey. Nice. Toe tap and good nice. tap. All right. So, so let's talk about some of the trends that everyone can expect here for 2021 and beyond and some of the things that these medical practices out there should be paying attention to and how it might translate to the practice. Sure. Yeah. So I think one of the, the number one trends is kind of what we were just touching on there, like the real-time customer support. That's going to become a bigger and bigger issue. There was recently an article from Jeff Bullis, and he kind of goes through a couple of these big things. And I think a lot of them apply to medical practices. So one of the things he talks about is the idea of video and streaming and how videos do such a good job of presenting this information. And what he was saying was essentially like, can you create a engaging how-to video to understand or set expectations for patients? And will that then avoid some potential issues down the road? And that's a strategy that we've been employing for I don't know how long, but the answer is yes, you can do that. And yes, it does make a difference. And I think that, again, that's something that's going to really see a lot of growth here in 2021. Insight Marketing Group is your practice's complete marketing solution. Since 2006, we've helped practices just like yours attract and retain patients 
through traditional and digital marketing, employee engagement programs, and strategic communications. Pay one flat fee and get everything you need for effective marketing, including a new website. Fair pricing with a plan that delivers measurable marketing results and noticeable improvements for your practice. Insight Marketing Group, we simplify your marketing so you can run your practice. Yeah, I can give you an example of something we were just doing, not sure that you're aware of this or not, but so we have a digestive gastroenterology client and they have gone to pretty much straight telemedicine except for surgical procedures or outpatient type procedures, colonoscopies and whatnot. And they were having an issue with just being overrun with questions about like bowel prep and like prepping for your colonoscopy and general questions. And so we embarked on a project with them to take the bowel prep guide, put it into some videos and just kind of have to stuff. And then we coupled it with an email drip campaign. So when we had a patient who needed to come in for colonoscopy and go through the bowel prep process, and we created a series of emails that went to the patient ahead of time to educate them in advance to kind of get in front of some of the customer service issues that the client was having. And we took kind of their biggest FAQs related to bowel prep and to the colonoscopy and put it into a document that ended up living on their website. And so we tried to use video and long form content to solve those customer service issues before they were created. The video being a big player with that strategy. Yeah. And I think that that has a big benefit from the patient perception side too, because if those questions are answered before they're even asked, then people are going to talk about that. And they're going to say, I went to Dr. So-and-so and they had this really great process. I was well-informed. They sent me emails about everything I needed to know. And then there was videos to back it up and on and on and on. So that helps from a marketing side, but it also helps from clinic and a workflow side as well. And we know, I mean, there's tons of studies out there, but like Forbes just did one recently where 85% of internet users watch online videos on a monthly basis. I would say that now thanks partly due to- I bet it's higher than that. Yeah, yeah, the lockdown and everything that's been going on, that's a higher number. But one of the most watched categories of videos is how-to videos. So again, people are looking for answers to common questions. They don't want to read about them per se. Something that we say in the office all the time is when we're creating this sort of like long form written content, we know that the search engines are going to read that. So that's how we show up there. Uh, Someone's going to click on it. They're not necessarily going to read the article, but they're going to click on that video that's on that article page. That's right. And we were just talking about this. Somebody say, this isn't your best work for a long form article. And I said, yeah, but the only one reading that is Google, not the patient, because nobody's going to read a 4,000 word article. What's another trend in customer service that we can start paying attention to? Well, yeah, another one, and we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, is just the rise in the social media customer service. There's a stat from the State of Global Customer Service report from Microsoft, actually, that 59% of customers have a more favorable view of brands that respond to customer complaints on social media. So in other words, like what I was talking about earlier, patient has a question, they hop on Twitter, they're going to DM you, or they're going to jump on your Facebook. I actually just saw this morning, we were running an ad for an ophthalmology practice of ours. And I think it just got turned on yesterday. And there was a comment on there. Someone said, where are you located? Which is funny because the name of where they're located is... It's their logo, but whatever. And then, so they responded. And then immediately after that, she said, 
what insurance do you take? And so they had this basically like practice was paying attention to PHI and they said, Hey, contact us. We'll take this offline kind of thing. But the patient or potential patient fully expected that I'm going to type in this thing. And we're basically texting for the world to see. And I expect an answer right now. And if you give me an answer right now, she's going to convert. If they accept her insurance, she's going to be a patient of theirs. So that's just sort of the world that we're in right now and the things that we have to deal with. 32% of people that have used Facebook use it for customer service. Again, I would say that that number is probably higher right now. And as resistant to change as some doctors and practices want to be, this is something that you can't just kind of bury your head in the sand and ignore. Yeah. And I think this goes back to, and we have another episode on this entire topic, but it goes back to who should be in your office, who should be the point person for your social media projects, because you've got from a marketing perspective, you have the materials that we're putting out there and you have a certain level of customer service engagement. But from a practice perspective, you really need somebody who's able to track down information, figure out who these folks are when they're asking you questions and properly respond in a HIPAA compliant manner. And so you find more and more that marketing and operations are holding hands and walking down the hallway together because we're working together on a daily basis to manage whether it's existing patient expectations or potential patient expectations because everybody's watching. And this applies to not just social media, but also to Yelp and health grades and Google reviews and things of that nature. And so more and more, the lines are blurring across what marketing does and what operations does. And it doesn't matter to the patient or to the potential customer, because like you said, she wants to know which insurance you take, where your office is located, and she's used to doing this all in the public. And so she doesn't really care. And as long as you respond quickly, then you're getting a patient for life. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And when we talk about patient experience, this is a huge part of it. So the marketing sets up a promise or belief and a perception and then the practice has to deliver on those promises. And part of delivering on that is answering these questions in a timely manner or making sure that the patient has an issue and whether that's on the phone or social media, whatever, they don't have to call and repeat themselves four times to four different people as they're getting transferred. You know, just imagine, I'm sure we've all had that experience before. We all know how frustrating that is. So again, going back to this sort of seamless approach to take care of these things, that's really the big takeaway for 2021, I think, is that when we're dealing with customer service trends, it needs to be seamless and easy because that perception can make or break what that person thinks about the practice and it can be positive or negative and it can turn on a dime. I couldn't agree more. There was a study a couple of years ago by McKinsey where they talked about this paradigm shift in customer service and it included like that you have to focus on the entire patient journey or customer journey, as they would say, instead of just a touch point here or a touch point there. And then you fast forward to kind of where we are today. And this has become even more critical because of COVID. And you got to have that same messaging across all your channels. And everybody has to be on the same page when it comes to customer service. And that's because our patients are expecting different things from the delivery of customer service at this point. And those brands who are willing to meet customers where they want to have these conversations, those are the brands that are going to find success. And so I think that as more and more medical practices have been picking up the phone and asking for help related to getting their kind of digital presence upgraded, 
post-pandemic and during the pandemic, these are the things that next evolution of medical practice are really paying attention to. And that is delivering customer service at the level that patients expect it. And that's how you're going to differentiate yourself from the practice down the street. Yeah, for sure. The best ability is availability. Amen. You always say it. All right. So with that, I'm Jennifer. I'm Corey. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.